Body building space. Yeah, which is slightly off. And when someone's dishwashers or washing machines on the whole floor Flat shakes. Shake. And bell ends come and steal your stuff from outside. Yeah. It's not much going for it really. It's, good it's got a nice terrace. view. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good roof terrace spot. Maybe you just hear it if someone does a workout up there. That's true. Do they do workouts? No. <laughs> Did you do an workout? Oh. Uh, how would I hear it? Did you do a workout? Yeah. I do. What did you do? Oh, I've got this app called Kayla. Kayla? Oh, it's actually called Sweat. Is that, is that like a, um, doing a Kaylee as a workout? Basically. Like, no, it's not like that. It's not <laughs> Scottish dancing. It's like sweat. It's it's just... Well, the it's out. Sweat. It's about sweating, but with, um, you know, purpose. Crikey. The purpose is the bikini body. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. You're listening to the Money Shop Podcast. Are you actually recording that? Yes. Brilliant. Cool. Where we dissect what's been going on in the business news. That's embarrassing. I mean, the rest of the episode is probably going to be quite embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cry the of, What's the rest of this intro, Anna? Can you remember? Nope. And we see how you can apply the strategies to your business. Whose? Yours. Mine and Anna's and Damien's. Or, and, the, and the listeners. And the that's, listeners. That's kind of the point. No, I was trying to introduce us all. Like, I don't want to do. It's always the same old concert. Anna's <laughs> 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 here again. <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, you love me, really. Yeah. It's true. And to make Roger all emotional, read the bottom one. Ah, oh, she's definitely lying. <laughs> Anna, read to the class. What's it say? It says, tell Roger that Poppy, who is reluctant to go to sleep at all, just said, I want my daddy. Oh. Ain't that nice. Passive-aggressive, nice. you should come home and text. You've got, and you've got a fan club. <laughs> anyway, what are we talk about today? Uh, so in the news was how Anna was talking about business confidence. And uh, we should talk about that. It's not in the news. It's, it's It was just what happened. What? Yeah, no, okay, just... explain it then. Uh, the impact of and so on of business confidence and how it correlates with self-confidence for individuals so define and what that means. also what at the ex like at the extreme of that can result in sociopathic leadership tendencies i mean they were a lot of words how would you describe your confidence in business on a scale of one to ten or well, just in words or whatever yeah yeah i mean i'd say i was Vaguely confident. Say you're 10 confidence. No, no, because there's a no. difference. Well, it's like, how do you feel? And then how do you think everyone else thinks? Yeah, how are you perceived? Yeah. I'd probably say mm, like an eight. That's pretty confident. I mean, I'm pretty confident. Anna, what's yours? One to 10. See, don't know if well, I'm going to say seven or eight because I think I'm quite confident. Okay. Rogerina? Like a solid four. Sorry. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and now, okay, now, not confidence, but competence. Mm -hmm. Where would you want to turn, Anna? For eight to nine? Eight? Eight. I'm going to give eight. Okay. Oh, I'm confident. Competent? Yeah, but I'm competent. You're confident, I'm confident in your competence? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Like, no, in the things no. that I do, not in everything. Oh, he's looking at me like I've just said something really... 
We'll get on to the uh, oh, what do other know. people think of you. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we Wait, hang on. What's your point here? I mean, I haven't got one. I was just asking a question. Oh, What's your I think so. What level, do you think? Then? How competent do you think you are in the things you do? In the things I do, 10. Because yeah, I don't do shit I'm not that good at. Which okay, it probably comes down to the conference. means I don't do stuff that I could do that I'd probably be quite good mm-hmm. at. But I prefer to stay in my sphere of excellence. Like we were talking about the cleaning thing. Sorry, what? Well, when we were talking about outsourcing, um, the great example is, you know, you might be able to clean, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily the best person at cleaning your house, for example. In that case, hire a cleaner. And I would say I could clean, but I'm so useless at cleaning that actually probably most people would pay me not to do it. No, you're not. You dislike cleaning so much, you do a purposely shit job, so people won't ask you to do it again. Well, maybe that's true. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> back to passive aggression. Straight up aggression. <laughs> Roger, competence one to ten. Probably like a three. Oh Christ alive! Okay, <laughs> this we're gonna have to turn this into a psychological <laughs> session now. Get Joe on the phone. <laughs> well, she'll tell me like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought you had an MBA. I do have an MBA, oh. but that does it um, does help like it's definitely taking me up degrees, Christ, aren't well, you? <laughs> degrees aren't a substitute for confidence though you're right like it just you have to kind of feel it i don't know okay can you fake it till you make it is that a thing oh yeah absolutely well, uh, it becomes a surprise i was talking to you then yeah like, I, I we we're already not... faking it at this point so no, <laughs> well, that's no i believe in both of you i think you're both of you are very right in your um so, ass- uh, like assessments of yourselves yeah. definitely think you both are doing <laughs> I definitely think you both think you're good no I definitely <laughs> like I look at you both and I watch what you do and I see how you act and you are both really good at what you do so I think you match your confidence level like, so where does your lack of confidence given all external indications would be you're very competent at what you do like you got the MBA you got promoted there's yeah. a whole bunch of work, positive things that have happened. So why is that not translating to and a actually, fancy title and a, a big fancy company. pants title? At what's the company? The biggest computer company. <laughs> it's in the, the biggest computer. No, it's not. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it makes the teeny right. tiniest I, I, of computers. I looked it up the other day. <laughs> the when most we were... big computers. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the biggest seller, isn't it, of computers in the UK? It is. Yeah. Leading seller. No, no. I hear director I think I, yeah. of something or other. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so, you know, I'm getting are, there. I'm getting better. I'm definitely my numbers up? up. You know, my numbers up on what it used to be. Okay. Yeah. I just find it very tricky. In a, you know, wherever I've been, so this is going. Hmm, this is where I get stuck, which is I can't talk about this without sounding like a complete tool. So, like wherever I've worked, have been like sort of very, very, very good places, mm-hmm. and I've always been kind of like. <laughs> Like, uh, they were letting all the good people in, and just as the door shutting, <laughs> zipped in. <laughs> and they were like, you can, stay, you can stay, but don't make a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've always been in places where people are really, 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 really clever. Mm-hmm. That's probably why you're not feeling confident. Yeah. But well, I, didn't you, you were at not on um, Broadcom. Yeah. And didn't they have that policy of, let's just get rid of 10% of the... Slack. They didn't when I was there. They do. They did now. Oh, okay. Or well, if I was there, point. if it was no, I don't think anyone got. Well, a few people. Like, I don't think that culling was there when no. I was there because 
I would have <laughs> been I in maybe... a perpetual state of ang- anxiety. <laughs> I think one thing is like the practice thing because I'm not always confident the first time I do things, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'd say often I'm closer to five if it's the first time I'm doing something or even if it's certain things, like I'm super unconfident and then I force you to help me practice about a yeah, million times. But then when you've practiced like a million times, then... I feel. But is that then a competence leading confidence? As mm. you get more competent in something, Maybe. you're then more confident that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very confident on anything the first time, I think. You know, like the first time you give a public speech or the first time you do a pitch a particular thing or host an event on a particular topic. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. Don't you find there's things, though, that when you do them for the first time, you're like, I was quite good at that and I really enjoyed it. Yes, but then how quickly do you forget that? Because when you have to do it again, you still get a bit nervous. Like big public speaking stuff. I've done a few of them. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty good at it. But beforehand, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be horrible. And then you do it, and it's actually quite good fun. You're like, oh, actually, that was quite cool. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, it was really good fun. And you're like, oh, brilliant. I should do this a lot. But then you don't do it for ages. Then next time you do it, like, oh, this is going to be a bit horrible. I don't want to do this. So my... Pro top tip on that. Keep doing it. No, is that like I get ner- I get like like anxious, you know, like pre-race jitters yeah. about public speaking. But I know that I'm going to enjoy doing it, and so I'm just like I'm using it like it's the build-up. You're getting ready for it, and you're like, like I start. You know how it's always like that um, sort of um, archetype of people like pepping themselves up in the mirror yeah like you're gonna go out there you're gonna fucking kill it (laughs) like i sit there as i'm waiting for my name to be called and i'm like you're gonna go up there and you're gonna just talk the fucking shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) and i get like really like as if i'm like about to go and like have a fight like i get i guess get like and then i like almost like run up there and i'm like Hi, <laughs> and I really love it because I get up there and I'm like I'm here and I want to do it yeah. and then so I use that's how I've got over that one which is like I use that nervous energy rather than being like oh I'm going to be shit but to be like let's go and that's probably <laughs> a good thing about the physical influencing the internal or emotional yeah like doing the whole power pose thing before you have a presentation or a talk or an important phone call Shit like that actually does have an impact on how confident you feel. Doing or phone calls while you're stood up. Smiling when you're picking up the phone. Yeah. All that stuff. All that kind of thing does have an actual impact, doesn't it? And that's why whatever he's called, Tony Robbins does all of that psyching himself up before he gets on stage. And then, yeah, you come sprinting out on stage and punch the person who's introduced you because you're so hyped up, probably. Um, so that's quite interesting. So how that's a good example for an individual task that you then do. How could you put that into your everyday life? Because if you went into the bathroom at lunchtime every day, gave yourself a pep talk, and then came sprinting out to sit down and code, that might be a bit weird. So what's an equivalent type thing you could do to be like, okay, how can I improve my general confidence at something, either through like physical state or any tips we could give people? So I'm much happier since I acknowledge that the thing I was thing thing one of the things I did at my job, I didn't 
I wasn't as good as everyone else at. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any inclination to get better at. And that if I kept on doing it, I'd get sadder. Yeah. And and so it was like this thing was like, I don't like doing it. I don't want to get better at it. I want to stay here and do stuff, but I have to not do that bit of my job. And it was tough and horrible because there was like three years where I was just really sad (laughs) and I just was not happy. But when I finally said it out loud, it wasn't like it sold itself. Like Mm -hmm. by the time I, you know, got to saying it at work, everyone was like, Oh, right. (laughs) Carried on. Like for me that I thought that was going to be like the day it all changed. (laughs) But of course I had to say it like 50 more times. Um, So that was one thing I realized is like, if, you start feeling something, you start saying it, and it because it doesn't mean as soon as you say it, someone's going to be like, okay, right, change Let's things. Change you know, change, change takes ages. So, like, hyping yourself up to say things for the, something for the first time is not, it's not the thing. It's like I um, had a sore ankle recently, as you know, yes. and I thought, like, what I want to do is go to, like, a chiropractor for the ankle, where they kind of, like, go, one, two, three, crack! <laughs> <laughs> and then all my pain goes away and it's like this one moment of un- uncomfortableness and it all solves itself yeah. and nothing is like that yeah mm. <laughs> life is a series of long and yeah. boring so it's like you just got to stretch lots uh, I it gets better I agree with your point I was going to say the same thing on self-awareness in that may- but maybe also like add to that in that I think once you realise that you like for example on the new things I've got more confident with new things since I've done more of them and been like, oh, I actually can do new things. I just need to have a bit of a process around it, like around the practice thing. And all of a sudden it seems less intimidating because it's like, well, prove that I can do new stuff before. Well, it's just another one. And I think so that's my well, like weakness. Is even new doing things. new things, but fucking them up yeah. is a good thing because you uh, realise like, oh, well, I tried something new and it really didn't work. Doesn't really Life hasn't ended. I haven't been fired. Yeah. My husband hasn't left me. Probably not that big a deal. Maybe I should keep on trying things. <laughs> Luckily, my husband hasn't left me because I don't have one. I mean, I was talking about Roger. Um, what his husband? Damien's never going to leave me. Yeah. <laughs> where, where would I go? <laughs> Who'd have me? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good question. So I, I, I'm that's prone to catastrophization. Yes, which is like this one thing will go wrong, and then everything will go wrong, and then I'll get fired, and then I'll die. You know, um, and I used to do that. I, I'm getting better at it. But I used to do that a lot, which is mm. like there's this minor thing going on at work, and if it, you know, if it goes wrong, then that's the end of me. And it is hard. That's a hard one to get over because yeah. it's hard to prove either way. Because <laughs> well, there's pro- no amount of thinking it through that can talk yourself out of it. No. You've almost got to have the practical experience of well, yes, yeah, only did go wrong, and yeah, no, the world didn't end. I didn't lose my job wife kids or or even if you did it's not irreparable to lose your job well like what's the actual worst 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 case that could happen like well you would bounce back from it you just might take a few months and also the worst case is usually if you play it to the nth degree you'll die it's It's gonna happen anyway yeah Yeah. i mean and then at that point you don't care not good with that (laughs) It's, it's inevitable don't yeah. tell him that. Sorry. Well, you can't. No, but you can't pretend. That's like something. He can, cool. and he has done for several years. Okay, well. No, no, I'm not pretending. But, like, it's not, yeah, it's not you're like You're not going to be aware at the time, probably. Unless you burn or drown. Jesus. 
Is it bedtime? I was going to say, well, maybe, but I was also going to say one other thing, which is I think a big source of the confidence thing is relative, like your perception of your relative competence, not just absolute competence. Yeah. And if you're saying like, you know, I feel like I'm surrounded by super smart people or whatever, you might feel less confident because there's lots of really smart people around you and you think, well, I'm not as good as them. I would definitely agree with that because you were surrounded by, you know, the smartest people at what they did. I still am. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, you were not competing with them, but you were kind of doing similar stuff to them. And so when you try and compare yourself to people like that, you're like, oh no, they really are just better than me at this. And even though you're better than 98% of the population at whatever the fuck it is you do, it was those 2% that you happen to be surrounded by that you're like, oh, I still suck. Yeah. Whereas anybody else, anywhere else, like, oh no, you're really good at that thing. And that's exactly the same as any industry. If you're surrounded by property experts and you are a property expert, but you're maybe not as good as them or you don't have as much experience or you feel like you're not as good as them or have this experience, it can still have an impact on your confidence, even though your competence level doesn't change. But I have a thing, I have a tip, which isn't first-hand, I didn't make it up, but it's been passed down to me, which I think is quite good. Well, that's good because it's time to wrap up. Okay, cool. I have a tip. Probably. From a mentor of mine who said, um, your clients don't care about your inner confidence, they care about your outer confidence. Right, as in you don't like you don't have to feel super super self confident all the time in mm. inside. All you have to do is like be confident enough that you can inspire your clients to be confident in, in you. So fake it till you make it, basically. Yeah, but I don't think. It, um, I, yeah, but it's a much more subtle version than that. Like, as in, you know, you need to be, for example, in order to feel properly, truly confident, you know, you need to be competent, which means you need to be competent before you do that. It's a bit more subtle. It's not a fake it till you make it thing. It's more just that they're not paying you to be confident on the inside they're paying you that's assuming you mean the making it part of the competence you could fake the confidence until you've got the confidence the competency level stays the same because hmm. most people like to just be told what to do in all aspects of life about everything so if you've got someone who confidently says what you should do is you should do this most people are like okay i'm happy you sounded confident when you said that so i'll probably go and do that and i think taking it full circle back to you the ask. leader's position and CEOs and that and people that get to that position of power, it's because they've got the confidence, even when they don't necessarily know the answer, to just confidently say, this is the thing we should do, we should go and do it. And even if other people are there and think, oh, I don't think we should, but they haven't got the confidence to say it, they end up following the person who said, let's go do this. And if it doesn't work, the person who fucked something up is still like, yeah, but I was the leader that took us in that direction. We gave it a try. Didn't work. Not the end of the world. Okay, I think we should now go and do this. Because I've listened to that guy who actually does know more than me, but he's too shy to say anything. So I'm going to say confidently, we should now do this thing. And that's why you end up with egomaniacs, sociopaths, psychopaths running companies and countries because they've just got the confidence to say, this is what we should do. And everybody just wants to follow that person. See, I think you're absolutely right. But I, the problem I have with that is I would do that all the time. Which? But I, th like say, this is what we should do. Because I always know what we should do. Yeah. Like, I always know. I always yeah. have a good opinion. Like, not a good opinion. I have an opinion on The Oracle. How well, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, I, I'm not trying to sound super, super duper here. But like. Super duper. A lot of the time, I can see things happening. And I'm like, we should do that. Yeah. You know, like in most things. I'm like, this is the right idea. And a lot of the time, I just don't say it. And that, what I have, what I struggle with is, I know what we should do. 
and I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I think someone cleverer than me will come along and say, you're stupid for thinking that. Yeah. And that's the thing I s- struggle with, is not the confidence to say it, because I'm very happy to say <laughs> just Yeah, you're blah, very blah, blah, competent blah. <laughs> and confident in social settings when we just argue about random shit. Yeah. So it's translating that to a more work-based thing. Because someone and is it, and say, is it purely you're, the fear you're categorically stupid. Oh, you're an idiot because you just said that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, well, I guess world's ended now. Yeah. And then catastrophe and the environment in this book. So potentially you get led by someone who's not as competent, but they're a lot more confident to say, oh, no, we should definitely go left here. And you're like, oh, I think we should go right, but I don't want anyone to say you're an this idiot for saying right. This is literally what happens, literally what happens in so many situations. Exactly, yeah. You have idiots leading. So how do you be confident and competent? Competence you work on over time and you just get better at it and there's no real shortcuts to it and you can't fake that until you make it. It's just a thing. It's a, you know, an empirical, whatever, yes or no, I'm good at this thing. The confidence should come with the more confidence you get, but unless you want to be led by idiots, you need to have the confidence to stand up and say, I think we should do this. And accept, worst case scenario, someone says, fuck off, you idiot. And you actually get proven to be an idiot for picking the wrong thing. Hmm. That's the worst case scenario. And is that the end of the world? If you can't handle that, don't say it. But if that's the worst case, someone says, no, you're wrong for all of these reasons. You're like, oh, shit. Well, now my competence has just gone up. So next time when I say, oh, we should do this, you can have a more informed opinion and decision and move forward with that. So you should look at every opportunity to stick your hand up and say, oh, I think we should do this as an opportunity to learn or be a leader. God, you're so confident and competent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but I'm saying it I confidently. I every word of that. <laughs> And I'm not making, I'm not being mean now. I did believe every word of that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. Cool. This is I, why think we all I, I think it's true. Excellent. So, Anna, wrap up this episode. Why didn't you just do that? All right, Anna, literally say goodbye. just did it, well done. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Manny Shot Podcast. We'll be <laughs> back next time to dissect more life news <laughs> <laughs> rather than business news. Um, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.